This episode of the YN Crew Podcast is brought to you by Times Cineplex. Welcome back yet again to another episode of the Wine Crew Podcast. It's me, Kev, as usual, your host on this podcast, where we talk about all things movies, especially movies that are playing here in Brunei Darussalam. First up, it's my co-host. He's back from a hiatus. It's Dell. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, just got back from the land down under. Oh, I like that. You came back with an accent and everything, eh? I did, I did. <laughs> I, had a, I had a lot of tuna. Chakayui. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rented a car and I managed to chuck a Yui. Okay. All right. This has uh, this has gone a bit far. How are you, dude? Good. Good, Good. to be back. Good yeah, it's uh, I've been uh, there for two weeks and it's two weeks too long. I was in Brisbane. There's not much there to do. Okay. I uh, managed to catch a couple of movies. The cinemas there. There's one cinema in town. It costs twenty dollars for a ticket. It's ridiculous. So that's like, well, the exchange rate between Brunei dollar and the Aussie dollar is about. It's almost one to one. Almost. Not quite. Yeah. It's like I think. Zero point nine seven. Brunei to. So that's one. twenty dollars, and normally we pay about seven eight dollars here. Yeah. Twenty-two dollars uh, to be exact. So that's three times yeah. the price. Three How's times? the cinema though? Is it like better? No. Or? Okay. <laughs> I mean, a standard cineplex in a big city, not like our cinema, which is not that good, but theirs definitely is better than us. Okay. However, Singapore only charges what twelve dollars, and mm. they are charging twenty-two to twenty-four on a weekend. But it's only one chain of cinemas, so we went to a cheaper one, which is a bit further away. And then you have to factor in like if you want to get a drink and popcorn. Yeah, and, so yeah. that's like easily a $30, 35 dollar trip. Thirty to watch a must yeah. be very expensive there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Up next, it's the other co-host of the podcast. It's uh, Tibby. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Happy Sunday. Uh, happy Sunday. Uh, my throat is itchy today. I don't know why. Um, scratch it. Oh, on I mean, the, inside. Like in the inside. Okay. Yeah. Scratch uh, it with a toothbrush. <clears throat> so. I'm sorry in advance if I start Oh coughing. man, you're giving me more work to edit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sure. But yeah. All right, on this week of the podcast, we'll be giving you our review of a movie, which is a reboot of a franchise. It's Hellboy. It's showing here in local cinemas, but we'll get to that after our regular bit of the show, which is the news. Let's kick things off this week with trailers. Now, last week, we got a couple of trailers. First up, we had the Adams Family animated movie trailer did you guys see this mm-hmm. um parts of it and then i lost my interest and <laughs> stopped watching it you lost your interest yeah like for the first 20 seconds and then nope next <laughs> okay. i think the, this is like a teaser kind of trailer and it doesn't show much of the plot so yeah. we don't know what's going on it's just joke after joke there's, there's, there's no story yeah. yeah did you guys watch adam's family when you're younger yes we did yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it was too dark for me i didn't enjoy it well i watched the cartoons and then there was that couple of the, the those set of movies that came out it uh, had the uh professor from back to the future christina ricci Chris, right christina ricci yeah. the daughter wednesday and also the late um Oh wait, Christopher Lloyd played Uncle Fester. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. right. And the late um Oh, I can't remember his name. The guy who played Gomez. Ah, uh, what is uh, his name? Um Major Bison in Street Fighter. <laughs> and that was him? Yeah. 
Same oh. guy. This new animated movie, it, it, it's got a very impressive voice cast. It's got Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, Chloe Grace Moretz, Finn Wolfhard, Nick Kroll, Bette Midler. There's like a whole list of really like big names in this. Uh, but I, I couldn't really tell from the trailer that yeah, we got. Yeah. I think that's a good that's a good thing. So you don't get distracted from knowing who is voicing who, but just to enjoy the... Uh, the characters themselves. So, yeah, like you, I couldn't tell the, who is vo- uh, the voices are. The large the heads was throwing me off. <laughs> the, the, the large heads. The large yeah. heads or the animation style, yeah. you mean. Right. But it's kind of in line with the cartoon series as a kid. Christina Ricci's head was a bit large oh. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) This week, we also got a trailer for the much-anticipated live-action movie that's coming out from Disney. It's their take on Lion King. Lion King. And I have to say, like, shot for shot, it, it does look good. But I don't know if it's... It, I still, I'm still not convinced whether this is necessary. Simba doesn't look cute in this one. I expected him to be a lot more cuter. I don't know how, but just too re- looks too real for me. I looks guess. too real. When the teaser trailer came out, we talked about this and I didn't like it because it was like shot for shot from the movie. But this one, I saw the magic in this one. Especially the part where we see Simba growing up. Like the montage. Well, like mm. uh, yeah, yeah. The three of them walking. The moon then, is the background. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was... That was magic. That's the Akuna Matata song. Yeah, and uh, and when the song came out at the end, oh, that was I thought I thought it was really good. We didn't get to see Donald Glover say anything in this trailer, right? Nope. Yeah, because no. I was waiting for that. Okay, we do see all the regulars that we expect from a Lion King movie. We see Scar, who is now voiced by a different actor. Uh, no, Scar is this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah Scar it, is different. Yeah. Yeah. Scar is different. It's, it's not the same actor who's voicing it. James Earl Jones is reprising his role as Mufasa. We see but don't hear from Zazu, yeah. the hornbill. Mm. We also get like at the end, we see Timon and Pumbaa who are of, of course voiced by different actors now but I, I don't know, I, I still I still don't know because I, I haven't seen enough of it but maybe when I actually see the movie, maybe I'll get pulled in, hopefully. I'm more interested now than... Have you watched Dumbo? Yeah. Horrible. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh, maybe if they pulled off Dumbo, we could, this could do the same thing. But mm. No, Dumbo was tedious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This this is the move. This is the first movie that I watched in Aust- uh, Brisbane. Oh, okay. Yeah. While while you were there, because yeah. I was I was imagining like when they were singing Hakuna Matata, it's all colorful in the cartoon, and then I don't know how they're gonna translate it. In, Hakuna Matata. In, yeah. No, Hakuna Matata was not colorful. Like it was. It was. I just can't wait to be king. That's when all the colors came out. Oh, like Hakuna... when they were eating all the grubs and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah. it was like colorful. Well, that's a cartoon. So. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how they were gonna translate. I mean, imagine Hakuna Matata and then Simba <laughs> eating some grub on the floor. <laughs> maybe maybe he eats a grub and then there's like toxins in it and then he starts to hallucinate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. So <laughs> And that's how the colors come out. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. Here's something that's not tedious like Dumbo. We got a trailer, of course, this week. The biggest one of the week and probably of the month until we get to Endgame. It's Star Wars Episode Nine. It's Star Wars Celebration right now in uh, Chicago in the US. And yeah, we got the trailer and the official title, which is The Rise of, of the Skywalker. Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. What what do you think this means? And did you like the trailer, Dell? Um, no. Whoa. <laughs> um, what does this mean? Uh, no, nothing. No. This is a teaser, right? Yeah. So, like, even from the Force Awakens, they released the teaser. The Last Jedi released the teaser. I wasn't that interested. I was more like, I couldn't be hyped when it's just a teaser without knowing anything, without seeing much of the plot. This one, though, few things which I really object 
So first one was um, the laugh at the end, signifying that Darth Sidious may not be dead. But if he comes back as a false, false ghost, that's fine. But if they're going to bring them, bring him back, that means the end of episode 6 was not as great. Yeah, as, it's uh, not as impactful, not as impactful yeah, to the story. Yeah. And but they did bring someone else from the dead before. But we're talking about Darth Sidious. I know you're talking about Darth Maul. Yeah. Darth Maul came back in the cartoon, so <laughs> kind of prepared for it. <laughs> okay. But Darth Sidious was the most was evil incarnate and he died. He had he he had to die at the end of six in order for uh Luke and Vader's relationship to really kind of come together. And now he's back again. Why not bring back Darth Vader as well then? There's also talks of uh, them revisiting a broken down uh, Death, Star. Death Star. Yeah. So again, J.J. Abrams is doing another Death Star. <laughs> like we, I mean, I'm I'm okay with the Force Awakens how they did the episode four. Yeah. You yeah. know, like the the plot, the main plot of it, it was fine because we're bringing back Star Wars for the first time. Now J.J. Abrams is going to bring us into another Death Star. It's like going back to the original trilogy again and bringing back Darth Sidious. There's a Death Star. Why are we not moving forward instead of going backwards? And then the the title itself, Rise of Skywalker, like we've already... He's dead. Why are we rising Skywalker again? <laughs> Maybe it's Ray. It may it, whatever it is, okay, because we we don't know what it is yet. So all these things are just the initial reaction I have towards this trailer, and it is like moving backwards to the original trilogy, and they don't have to. So all these things are making Ryan Johnson look like the person who is forward thinking instead of backward thinking. Because he's in, driving the story yeah, forward. In right? actual in actuality, it seems like Ryan Johnson was the one that was willing to take like take a different risk. route. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. like let's let's move the story into uh, yeah. a place where we've never seen it before. Yeah. By the end of this trilogy, you know, The Last Jedi might be the best of... (laughs) (laughs) And that would be... That hurts. (laughs) Yes, that would hurt. That hurts. Yes. What did you think, TV? Um, I like Rey a lot. Okay. And she's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot of Rey in this trailer, so I'm looking forward to that. But there was one thing that... I don't know, because the end where we hear the laughter, it sounded a a lot like Mark Hamill. Me, yeah, that that to me. I was gonna say that it kind of sounds like Mark Hamill. So okay, yeah, but so, then it's not because yeah because the actor came out. And yeah, he, but it could still be a throw off. I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, like people. Oh, it's not Mark Hamill. It's it's the so guy. Skywalker rise from the dead and become a Sith Lord. See, that could be a that could be a thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. If it is this direction, <laughs> so uh, that yeah, lo- lots of Ray and then they laugh at the end. I thought it was Mark Hamill, and then they, I feel like. It could be him laughing at them. Could be. I like that theory because the Force and Star Wars in general has always been about balance, right? It's always been about balance of the Force. So if the, if there's any good, which is like the Jedi, it's always, you know, there's always the balance and their counterparts, which are the Sith. That, that's what we've seen so far in, in all the trilogies. And we lost Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. So what if, like, he there was no more space for, like, another Force ghost and he had to go <laughs> over to, like, the dark side? Because, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, there's too much. 
too many of you. It's like Qui Gon Jinn and yeah, and yeah. Yoda. And you're, ah, I guess I gotta go left. <laughs> yeah, because maybe he doesn't like how things are going. Then he turned. People don't like the title Attack of the Clones. I was okay with it. This Rise of Skywalker seems like the worst title out of everything that we've had. It kind like, of feels like they're pandering to the fans. Yeah. 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 Like, like, hey, don't worry. The Skywalkers are still part yeah, of like, Star it's Wars. It's so unnecessary. The yeah. first two movies, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, it sounds nice, you know? Mm. And then it's three words. And this one is like The Rise of Skywalker. So long. Such a mouthful. Skywalker's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That, those are your three words. But we'll have to wait and see because this movie is scheduled to come out at the end of this year, 2019. I'm sure we'll get at least two more trailers. Whether or not that would help Dell's decision on whether or not he likes this movie. Yeah. It, we'll have to wait and see. I, for one, am excited now. I mean... I, I just hope Finn is more useful in this next movie. Because... <laughs> The previous movie, he was just. What was the point of him? He going? went gambling. So yeah, but <laughs> without that scene, it, it doesn't. Yeah, didn't it matter. doesn't make sense. Yeah. All right, let's wait and see what happens there. Since we're talking Star Wars, that's Disney, and up next, of course, the biggest movie that is to drop this year is going to be Avengers Endgame, and there's like a lot of theaters around the world, but mainly in the US, that are showing all the MCU movies as a marathon. Like you can do all 22, 23 movies now back to back. Like you start off from Iron Man and you sit there for. I don't know what is now 40 something hours yeah Yeah. there's been like a couple of channels online on YouTube that like have taken up the challenge for I think Age of Ultron and Infinity War and you get like a nice medal and you get like free passes to watch all of them you were expected to buy this gold ticket which lets you watch the whole MCU one theater chain is offering these MCU marathoners shower stations <laughs> because it's it's getting so long now oh, like no. each, each movie is averaging about two hours yeah and if you have 23, 20, 20, 23 movies, that's 46 hours easily. And then you end up with Avengers Endgame. That will be the last movie and after by, Captain Marvel. By that time, they'll be very tired. You like, Do you think? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, don't know. I wouldn't want to put myself through that. I don't think I can. <laughs> I'm picking which movies to watch before watching Endgame. Oh, well, obviously, Infinity War's got to be in there. Yeah. I'm not too sure about Captain Marvel, though. It's, no. it's not an essential yeah. watch before. No. Well, I, we can't re... Oh, yeah, we can. It's still showing in the cinema. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Speaking of, of Avengers Endgame, a lot of talk has been going around because of the runtime, which has been confirmed to be three hours and two minutes. Now, we've sort of talked about this off the air on how we're going to strategize. You know, no drinks for that right. for that show. Maybe bring a drink, but only drink after <laughs> the hour. first hour and a half. So that by the time you have to go, the movie's done. Paul Rudd has some advice for those who need a bathroom break. And his is kind of like what I was saying to you the other day, Tibi. Which is buy like the popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> eat, eat it quickly. And then if you have to go, well, use the popcorn container. Right. That, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'm not Ant-Man. I can't shrink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's useful. Does Wait. that mean the volume also decreases if you shrink down to that size? Well, Probably. If, if it didn't, how yeah. would that work? Yeah. Huh. There, was an, there was an interview with Paul Rudd on uh, one of the late night shows. And then it was like, where were you in this trailer? Oh, I was in it. I was just very small. <laughs> you couldn't see me in the trailer. Makes sense. Well, they were talking with Captain Marvel. Okay, let's twist universes here and Guillermo del Toro, who we'll be talking about a little, bit, a little bit later on the show when we give you our review of Hellboy, he is returning to the world of Pan's Labyrinth. What? Yeah. Never watched. To do a sequel? 
He is collaborating with New York Times bestseller writer Camilla Funke, who is more famous for this other trilogy. And he says that he is going to write an epic dark fantasy novel, Pan's Labyrinth, The Labyrinth of the Fawn. So he's going to be working with a writer to come up with a novel. Also, oh, it's not a movie. Yeah, it's not a movie. Right. But what are the chances that he's actually going to take that novel and turn it into a movie? If the novel sells well, then maybe. Yeah. But if the novel doesn't sell, nobody's read it. I think he should just focus on uh, Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, <laughs> sure. I, I'm all for it. <laughs> After what we got from the second one. But no. then if you, if I'm, I'm thinking about it. If, if nobody buys the book, nobody read it, he may just do a movie instead to recoup the effort he's put into the book. That makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can so see him doing that. A movie is definitely coming then. <laughs> Moral of the story. <laughs> In conclusion, there's no two buts about it. He's yeah. There's gonna be a movie. I hear something that was teased, but then has been you know confirmed to not be happening. It's Jackie Chan, and he released like a photo of him and Chris Tucker, yeah. and the internet was ablaze with oh my god, it's Rush Hour Four, Boy. it's coming. Personally, I couldn't be bothered anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, who who is the one who said oh my god, a Rush Hour? <laughs> I I think I, I think I've I've outgrown it, but apparently it. It isn't happening. It's it, it was just a photo, <laughs> and the JC Corporation, which is Jackie Chan's company in Hong Kong, yeah, put out a statement to say that no, it's it's not happening. Why? Why do? Why would they do that? Like put their yeah. This is the Deadpool test again. They are oh, testing the yeah. waters. See, see how many people say, "Oh my God, Russia Alpha is coming." <laughs> Apparently, not enough people said that. Yeah, so it's, so like, it's not coming. Three was not great. It was okay, but I it w- I've only watched it like once. Yeah, there was a Rush Hour series. Yes, yes, and it didn't do well. No, no, it did not do well. Is it still going on? No, I think it got cancelled. It got cancelled yeah. after like the first season. First right? season. Okay. All right, Mighty Mouse. Do you guys know of Mighty Mouse? I yes. vaguely remember. Mighty Mouse and friends. Here I come to save <laughs> the day. Yes. All right. There is going to be a live action. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> live action animated hybrid oh, film. Oh, God. Uh, and it's in the works uh, at Paramount. Who asked for this? <laughs> because they saw Pikachu is going to do well. No, but this is a live action <laughs> slash animated hybrid. So it when I hear this, I'm thinking Roger Rabbit. I'm thinking Space Jam. Yeah. Like no, it's like Detective Pikachu as well. Detective Pikachu is like the characters full are full life. CG. CG and live action. Oh, but this is animated. Animated and live action? Yeah. Oh. It's like Space Jam. Oh, yeah. it's like Space Jam. Well that that's what I think of. But That's so weird. I know it's weird, but Mighty Mouse, really? Are they? Enough forty-year-olds <laughs> to ask for this. Yeah. No, they are. They are not. Uh, okay. It's not even relevant. Kids these days don't even know what Mighty, Mighty Mouse yeah, is. Yeah, they don't know what Mighty Mouse is. Who's gonna do the song? I don't know. Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. What? I can't beatbox Nice To save my life Oh That was a beatbox That was supposed to be a beatbox We talked about this movie Bill Murray's upcoming zombie film The Dead Don't Die It's something I'm kind of excited for Because it is a star-studded cast And it's Bill Murray And he's always good to watch on the screen That movie will be opening at the Cannes Film Festival 
I don't think they're aiming for like a blockbuster release kind of thing. They'll open it at Cannes, probably get the word out there and then use that hopefully as like a way to let people know like, look, this movie is actually decent. Do we really need another zombie movie? Yeah, was, that, 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 that's my to question that. to you. A zombie still a Do thing. Do we really need movies? <laughs> Yes, yes, we do. I'm still waiting for the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> I, for one, think that the zombie movie craze has sort of run its course. The, there is a new Netflix uh, yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. New the, Netflix series. The Korean one, right? No, 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 no. no. It's, it's American. American. Oh, it it's very Walking Dead. Yeah, I, but I, it's based on the World War Z, uh, World Z, World War Z, World War Z universe. Yeah. So they're a lot faster. Oh, they can run. I think so. All right. Don't get me wrong. I like a good zombie movie, but I I think that we've just gotten so many zombie things in the last like ten years. Is this something that's just gonna keep sustaining itself with something new? Zombie and will never run out of fashion as long as they have. But brains. nothing can beat Train to Busan. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> I am thinking too. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yep. Sure. Train to Busan. Uh, Epitome of uh, <laughs> zombie, zombie movies. movies. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Okay. Here's something that I want to get your feet on. Tomb Raider. Apparently, a sequel is already in development at MGM. Yep. And Warner Brothers. And uh, I'm not looking forward to it. No. No. After I the first one, it. I would watch it. I mean, if it does come out, I would watch it. But <laughs> I would have a very low expectation of the movie after the first one came yeah. out. And it's so disappointing. I mean, don't get me wrong. We bashed this movie on this podcast yes. in our review. But I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I will have to say that Alicia Vikander's portrayal, yeah, is is good. It, yes. It's yes. a good Lara Croft. It's just that it's a sad thing. The story the didn't story was... serve her performance very well. You, I'll, I'll watch another one. I, I wouldn't say no to that. Yeah. Yeah. Deserve another try just like Hellboy we just need one to break the curse of oh, the video game, video game? movie curse uh, right okay yeah alright I'm thinking you no, um, Prince of Persia was a good one <laughs> I still like that movie <laughs> really because yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal hated it and he was the star yeah he was the prince <laughs> he was the prince uh and he, because he's not from Persia. All right. Last bit of news on this episode of the podcast. Uh, Chris Hemsworth apparently has joined the Jay and Silent Bob movie reboot. Oh. Now that's happening because Kevin Smith has been very forthcoming with his reboot. They finished principal photography and Chris Hemsworth put out a Instagram post with Kevin Smith saying, you know, it was fun and it's good to be hanging out. And I'm so stoked with you joining the cast of this reboot. I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of cool. What if he doesn't have a contract to play Thor anymore and he's like, hey, uh, Kevin Smith, you have a job for me? <laughs> I don't think that would be his uh, <clears throat> conversation starter. No, no. Because he is sure. in Men in Black. That is true. I'm sure they are the one who reached to Ke- uh, Chris Hemsworth. We no wonder a- <laughs> I didn't see him in Australia. Yeah, yep, he's, he's busy all- filming, right? Because <laughs> he's always in Australia. Does he even live he's- in Australia anymore? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, look yeah. at his Instagram yeah, account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you meet Australia Nicole Kidman? Uh, I don't <laughs> think Nicole lives in Australia. Wait, did she I move she back does. to Australia? I think she does. I don't know. There With a, her husband? Yeah, the rock. Keith Urban? Yeah. Keith, okay. I don't know. I never looked them up, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, like open up the phone book, why don't <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's the news this week on the Wine Crew Podcast. And up next, we have a very, very special report from our co-host who is all the way in Chicago. Chicago. For Star Wars Celebration, we recorded this interview with him off the air, but we'll cut it into this episode. We'll be joining you right after this. 
How are you doing all the way there, Kai? And how is the atmosphere there at Star Wars Celebration 2019? Hey, Kev. Hey, guys. It is absolutely insane. It's good to hear from you guys. Um, I've been at Star Wars Celebration since it started. This is the first time Celebration is going over five days. We're, uh, we're getting it from Thursday up until Monday, which is very interesting uh, because usually it goes for three, maximum four days. Okay. The celebration this year is taking place at McCormick Place in Chicago. Uh, it's uh, the biggest convention center in America. And I think it's kind of fitting because we have quite possibly the biggest crowd at any celebration ever. I think the last number that was released was about 70,000 people are attending this event over the weekend. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys can hear the buzz all around me. It has been absolutely insane. It is surprising that they chose Chicago because it is freezing outside. As, I, as I'm talking to you guys, it is snowing. It is actually snowing and I'm experiencing snow for the first time in my life. So it is, yeah, so it's pretty crazy. So it's just like half then, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think would be the biggest reveal of Star Wars Celebration 2019 so far? One of the most interesting things about this celebration, because this is my second one. I was at Orlando two years ago, and the interesting thing about this one is that they're not, they didn't allow fans to sleep overnight or camp out, which for a lot of people was integral to the experience of Celebration itself, but I don't particularly mind. Uh, so they did a lottery system where you had to participate in lotteries in order to watch the big kind of panels. And obviously on a lot of people's minds, the biggest panel is episode 9. But there's also uh, The Mandalorian, which just, we just wrapped up the panel about an hour ago. There's also a very big reveal on Disney's side for Galaxy's Edge, which is their theme park, which Star Wars-based uh, theme park that will be in Disney parks across uh, America in the next within the next few months. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's also a very very fun Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel that will be taking place tomorrow Monday, which uh, is the only big panel that I was able to get live seating for so which means i'll be in the main room during the panel nice uh the other smaller panels of interest uh was the hasbro panel where they reveal the upcoming black series and vintage collection figures there's also the rebels remembered panel which is a tribute to the rebels tv show from dave filoni that took place yesterday today i'm trying my luck at the latest uh clone wars revival panel so it's gonna take place in, in about two hours so i'm gonna make my way to the stream stage for that uh so a lot of uh, there's also a lot of smaller panels but i think these were the main ones that people were talking about uh off the bat i think the world went nuts with the panel for episode nine yeah so did we it's uh i, w I watched it on the stream stage it was it was insane they had billy d williams come in as lando calrissian which was confirmed, but to see him on stage was something else entirely. Uh, there was Daisy Ridley, Naomi Aki, John Boyega, Yuna Suatomo, who plays Chewbacca, Oscar Isaac, and Kelly Marie Tran, along with Kathy Kennedy and J.J. Abrams. Curiously missing from stage was Mark Hamill, um, which, was, which was quite surprising for some of us because, you know, they didn't announce he'll be back. And then they went on to play the trailer. It was... It, it was pandemonium. I, I can't describe it. When that opening scene with Ray on the desert, 
played, I think everybody was just holding their breaths as Luke narrated the trailer. And the trailer was very beautifully shot. The cinematography is amazing. Um, collectively, there was a lot of screaming in the audience. Uh, some people got goosebumps. I know the entire hall fell silent and there were some tears when Carrie Fisher's scene came up. I think her passing is still affecting a lot of people. But the biggest reveal of the trailer is the end when Palpatine laughs. That one, I can't tell you guys how much it affected the crowd. People started screaming. Some people, their jaws were metaphorically on the floor. It was, it was nuts, guys. It was... I myself, I couldn't believe what I heard because... Okay, so here's the thing. Because of the sound quality, I was at a part of the room where I heard one bit of... Uh, I feel like I heard a different field of sound. And my friend heard a different field. I swear I thought Luke, Luke Skywalker was laughing. I thought, I thought Mark Hamill was laughing because it sounded like a Joker laugh. And then my friend said, no, it was Palpatine. And our doubts, and obviously before our doubts could be answered, they revealed the name, The Rise of yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, and yeah. immediately people started speculating. You know, there was screams of Anakin, Luke, that maybe Rey is a Skywalker. People were speculating. But before all this, the stage went red. And then Ian McDiarmid, who played the pa uh, Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious, in the sequel, uh, sorry, in the original and prequel trilogy, came on stage and said, in his emperor voice, he said, roll it again. And I think that was confirmation that the emperor is definitely coming back. And it was just insane. And then they played the trailer again. And people have been speculating nonstop as to what the rise of Skywalker means. There's a, there's a company here who got the exclusive rights to sell Rise of Skywalker t-shirts. And they've been selling out all day. They've been exp they're expensive, but they've been selling out all day. So the hype, the hype for Star Wars Episode Nine is, is very real extremely real it's, it's crazy um intense amounts of speculation and then eventually the cast took the star wars celebration stage for interviews and i believe it was jj abrams doing an interview who said that he he personally sought out help from george lucas in ending the saga which i think is perfect because that was the man who started it all so that was crazy uh, episode 9 is going to be absolutely bombastic. That's amazing. Uh, apart from that, there was something about The Mandalorian. Hot on the heels of that episode uh, uh, announcement. We we had The Mandalorian about an hour ago. I wasn't able to get into the panel, but I saw the sizzle reel. And I have to say, this looks something that's completely not Star Wars, but at the same time, very Star Wars. Because I say this because... It looks like something HBO would be would be able to play. It looks like this underworld crime saga, and it's got such a nice aesthetic to it. Pedro Pascal plays the Mandalorian. His name's not been revealed. In the sizzle reel, we see him hunting something, looking for something like a western. It feels like a western at the same time. This crime western TV show, and it's got such a diverse list of directors. It's got Bryce Dallas Howard, Deb Deborah Wall. Uh, Taika Waititi, Rick Famuyiwa, John Favreau—it's it's been crazy. It's—I uh, was—I was very impressed with what I saw. It showed a lot of designs that were similar to things we've seen in the original trilogy, but at the same time, it was very new. Uh, as we all know, it takes place a few years after Return of the Jedi, so it's a new timeline that we've not exactly explored, and it looks very interesting. Um, Pedro Pascal has a swagger in the way he walks that. It's kind of like a cross between Boba Fett and Han Solo. And I'm really digging it. It's like an old... It's a space western. I, I think that's the best way to describe it. It's a space western. And it looks absolutely 
amazing. I have to say, I'm very impressed with the way it looks. And they gave out really cool posters for the show after the panel, which I didn't get, but it looks amazing. Uh, I'm very excited for The Mandalorian, and I just, uh, I think we're in for some really good Star Wars content in the next couple of, uh, in the next couple of d months, I would say. Um, yeah, I, I have to say, Mandalorian looks amazing. All right, nice, nice. There were some other things that we saw on the uh, on the web. I think there's a video game uh, that's coming out. Another big announcement coming out of uh, Star Wars Celebration is the much anticipated new video game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, what the thing I can tell you guys about this game is that it's uh, it's. It's honestly very, uh, it looks very intriguing because it's a first-person fantasy game. Basically, you play a Jedi character called Cal Kestis, who's being voiced by Cameron Monaghan. Uh, I think audiences would know him as Joker from Gotham. Oh, okay, okay. So the story is set a few years after Re Revenge of the Sith. Um, it's, uh, it basically involves a Jedi Padawan who survived the Purge and he's in hiding until he has to use his powers. It looks amazing, it's from EA and, and uh, Respawn Entertainment. EA, of course, is adding this to their portfolio after, uh, after Battlefront, and it looks like they've really listened to the fans and given the fans what they want. So that one's coming out in uh, October or November. I'm sorry, it's slipping my mind right now, but it's coming out towards the last quarter of the year. And uh, it honestly looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another very interesting fact that I just discovered at Star Wars Celebration, I, I don't know if it's been announced before, is that uh, the action figure release day for uh, new Star Wars content, which is globally known as Force Friday, uh, falls on October 9th this year. And it will be simultaneously taking place about 22 places across, 22 countries across the world. Uh, nearby Brunei, it'll be in Singapore. But uh, what's very interesting is that this year it's being called Triple Force Friday uh, because it is the launch of merchandise for The Mandalorian, Jedi Fallen Order, and Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. That's so a this lot. is the first time yeah. in the, since Disney's takeover of Star Wars where we'll, we'll be getting merchandise for three big licensed uh, licensed factions of Star Wars in one day so that's uh, that's very interesting to me and uh, I'm honestly thinking about just flying off to Singapore to buy uh, merchandise because uh, how else would you celebrate such an auspicious year for Star Wars yeah of course let me know I'll, I'll, I'll come with you mm -hmm. no no for sure apart from that what else can you tell us uh, that's been happening at the uh, Star Wars celebration so uh, we also saw the Clone Wars panel today and uh, I have to say Clone Wars is a fan favorite um, fan favorite series that has bridged a lot of gaps between episode 2 Attack of the Clones and episode 3 Revenge of the Sith and uh, it abruptly got cancelled a few years ago but now this original team is back for a 12 episode run that will be exclusively on Disney Plus and they showed us a trailer and based on what I've seen on the trailer it looks honestly it looks amazing it's it's gonna tie up the story really well they're gonna do 12 episodes and one of the most interesting things they said was that Darth Maul who we last saw in Solo will be making an appearance and his outfit is actually closer to what he wore in Solo to act uh, for, the, for the purpose of continuity and uh, the most interesting thing about Darth Maul this time around is that all his lightsaber fights were done by Ray Park so they put Ray Park in a motion capture suit 
and then they had him do the fights and we saw a bit of the fighting and it honestly looks amazing so i think clone wars again is some quality star wars content that we'll be getting this year so that was our interview there with uh, kai who's all the way Sounds in chicago excited yeah yeah, yeah. He does yeah. sound very excited yeah we uh, should go. Yeah, too. We should go someday. Yeah. Well, you know, the next one is in two years, right? Yeah. Time so, to save money. So we can go. We can. We can. So we are bringing the Wayang crew to Star Wars Celebration in 2021. Yeah. Now that you've said it, we have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, we have our review this week, which is a movie that is showing here in Brunei Cinemas. It's Hellboy. It's a reboot, and it stars a different Hellboy now. It's David Harbour, as opposed to Ron Perlman, who played the first uh, iteration of the character in the first two movies that were directed and uh, brought to the screen by Guillermo del Toro. I like the first two movies, I guess. Yeah. I, I like the first one better than the second one. I didn't like the Golden oh, Army. Oh, really? Yeah, I, 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 I preferred the... the first one. Oh. Like an origin uh, story kind of thing. I prefer Ron Perlman's uh, portrayal of the character. I think he's more of a weathered Hellboy in a way. But although this David Harbour version is kind of good, what did you think the story was? Let's go to Del. Um, so it's not an origin story and uh, right off the bat we see who he's gonna be battling and it's the evil witch played by Nimue yeah played by uh, Mila Jovovich she's still hot yeah she's so hot (laughs) sure (laughs) and but then that's not the whole story it it took a while to get to the end to to fight her or to even know of her existence so in the first half is just Hellboy uh, or introducing Hellboy to the audience and uh, to figure out who this new Hellboy is. It's different from the, the, the Guillermo one. And then the relationship with his father. Then we also got into got to know the world of uh, this secret society kind of thing where the father is also in it and they are there to stop. What is it called? Like it is, It's like a... Osiris? The BDRP. Osiris, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, what, what does it stand for? The Bureau of... Uh, um, the Bureau of... <laughs> something The department. one that hunts ghosts in this universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Monsters, monsters, monsters. They hunt yeah. monsters, right. And then, and then they, uh, Hellboy found out <clears throat> about Nimoy and uh, have to kill her. Because okay. she's going to... Because she's going to... Uh, Reborn the world. Apparently. Unleash her plague against yeah. the world and oh, yeah. claim it for her own. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. So this movie starts off with a bit of exposition giving us the origins of Nimue yeah. and how apparently it was King Arthur who killed her and made sure that she could not unleash her plague upon the world. Now this movie, I mean, I'm not going to be very kind to it at first, but I will say right up top now that... It's not like a horrible, horrible movie. It's, it's not as bad as a lot of the <laughs> online reviewers are saying. Right. I, for one, think that this movie is okay. Watch but, it on HBO. Yeah, but... The <laughs> <laughs> that, that type yeah. Of. But there were some parts <clears throat> of this movie that really bothered me, especially on the third act of the movie. Right. Where they tried to bring the story full circle, which we'll reveal in spoilers. <laughs> I know uh, where you're going with that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> which we'll reveal in spoilers. But this movie, if the, if it's any indication, this movie at this point has only earned about $4.9 million in the box office in the US. So sad. It's a projected budget of $50 plus million. Mm. Um, I don't think we'll get a sequel. <laughs> Depends on China. Yes, it depends on China. <laughs> and they like this type of movie. Yeah, they do. Oh, look, it's Hellboy. <laughs> Monster. Uh, Timmy, what did you think of this movie? Uh, it was just an average movie. Forgetful. I mean, it, 
it's it's not really that memorable. I lost interest in some parts. There was too much talking. I was expecting more gunfights because I thought his gun is cool, but they preferred to focus more on talking and <laughs> him fighting his dad and trying to explain what he actually wants. So I wanted it to be more action. So it wasn't exactly your cup of tea. No, yeah. Mm. Okay. And I say tea because this movie takes place primarily in in London, London. in in the UK. I thought this movie was a good attempt at a reboot. They may have been trying to squeeze a little bit too much in this movie. I mean, the story itself is coherent. Like, there's a start, middle, and an end. Mm. The end bit was the one that bothered me, like I mentioned, because they, they tried to make it relevant to the beginning, to join those two things up. And it, it's a big sticking point to me. And we mentioned right after we watched this movie last night, like, we're going to check with Kai uh, yeah, to if, see if whether this is, this is the actual origin. Like, did no, this ever not. happen? So it's yeah. uh, so Del knows it's not. So they made this weird creative decision to link up Hellboy to a very prominent figure in history. And it just doesn't work for me. The other stuff that did work for me were the other monsters in this movie. We had that, that pig monster dude. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, he he worked very well as as like a tool for Nimue, I guess. Yeah, uh, but be, because he had his own motivations, and yeah. we understood why he was doing it because he wanted to get back at Hellboy. And Baba Yaga was actually really scary. Yeah, <laughs> like Baba Yaga scared me. I don't know. It felt like the and the CGI in this movie wanted it to be more a bit of a cartoonish monster because no the the monsters weren't that frightening it was no? just the the pig monster reminded me of ninja turtles type Bebop. cgi yeah, yeah. i don't know so, rock steady rock steady so it wasn't scary he was just strong i wanted to be like if it, they wanted to make it an r rated make it scary don't try and make it like childish Ish. Well, the R the R thing here was more for language and gore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, which we got, the, which we got. Yeah, I thought the design of this Rocksteady was okay. It fit <laughs> this uh, Rocksteady. Yeah, I, and the the monsters at the end in the third act, the monsters yeah, that, that came out to terrorize yeah. the the city, those were that that was okay. Apart from those monsters, yeah. they were just like cartoonish mm. for me. Those monsters actually were reminiscent of Guillermo's work in creating yeah. monsters. I thought, whoa, that looked like something from Pan's Labyrinth. Like even. from the mind of Guillermo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought he would, they were paying homage to Guillermo as well. I like the movie. Between the second and the third act, things kind of slowed down and I don't know where it's going. I think this movie is two hours long and it's like 15 minutes too long. Mm. Uh, yeah. But apart from that, I, th- I was okay because... Action-wise, everything is okay. CGI, it looks good. Uh, doesn't even look even with when when Alice was summoning the spirit, Alice was summoning the the, the dead spirit through her mouth. Oh, that one! That one was a bit weird. But uh, <laughs> the it's, head it's, looked like it was out of place. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's very minor. So okay. I, I was okay. I mean, the the main thing is that the tone of it kind of fits into the character of Hellboy. It's a bit weird and a little over the top but also sometimes cheesy but you know the right kind of cheese like uh, mozzarella instead of (laughs) cheddar (laughs) (laughs) alright so you've heard from us about Hellboy Del liked the movie TB and myself Uh, we're on the fence about this this is like an average thing it's it's not something we tell people to rush out to cinemas to watch rush out to cinema to watch (laughs) (laughs) it's two to one Del (laughs) Uh, let's move into spoilers now I'm gonna start this section off (laughs) Because what I mentioned in the non-spoiler section of this review is that I don't understand why they had to link up Hellboy 
to a very prominent figure in history. And now, I mentioned this figure, and it's King Arthur. And in the beginning, they do explain that King Arthur with Excalibur was the one that decapitated Nimue and made sure that she was powerless by forcing his people to bury her in different parts of the land. Mm. Now, this whole movie is her just getting back together, like getting yeah. back the different parts of her body to regain her powers to unleash her plague. They had to link up Hellboy to King Arthur. And this is something I, I don't understand why they had to do it because Hellboy in itself is the spawn of hell. Yeah. He originally was supposed to be the destructor of the human world. And through his father, that changed. Like, he became a force for good. Like, in, in, in the previous movies and in the, the comics, I imagine. Why they made that creative decision to make him a descendant of King Arthur is beyond me. Because of the sequel. They're going oh. to do a sequel whereby it's the sword that is going to make him make his horns come out again. Mm-hmm. And he's going to use that as one of the tools to destroy his main antagonist, which I don't know who it is. I, I forgot. But they could have easily not used King Arthur and, yeah. and Merlin. Really? They could easily use somebody like random. But then I think the significance of using Excalibur as the sword that can decapitate Nimue so uh, maybe that's why they went for it. And then they're going to use that sword to explain the powers that he's going to have later on. I'm, I'm guessing this is why. We were actually laughing when yeah. we found out <laughs> Merlin was still alive. <laughs> like the whole bit about them going to look for Merlin and then yeah. he conjures up uh, Excalibur sword. from yeah. the water. And I, we, I was laughing. I was... TB will attest to this. I, me and him were the only ones laughing in the cinema. Yeah, I believe. <laughs> because it was so ridiculous. And yeah. th- there'll be another reason why I was laughing uh, later on when we get to Apala Liat. But I didn't understand why they made that decision. It's, like, he, he does not have to be the descendant of King Arthur. And the yeah. way that they even mentioned it was, it's King Arthur who never had a son, but his secret daughter's daughter was Married like, to the devil. Married the devil and yeah. would visit the devil. And there was a ceremony and that's how Hellboy was born. I'm like, no. It made sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's I just... just- Ruining uh, King Arthur's legacy. Well, King King Arthur, again, is uh, one of those open... License. License that you can use. It's in the public domain. Public domain, So everyone can, yeah. But that scene with with King Arthur or with Merlin, the one that I don't agree is, why is there a time limit to lift Excalibur? (laughs) That that did (laughs) not make sense. Because he used the last uh, of yeah. his magic no. to conjure yeah. up Excalibur. Sure. Wasn't <laughs> sure. it because uh, by 12 midnight, Nimue could already summon all the yeah. plague? Yeah. But it wasn't a time limit on 12 midnight. They said that they have to get to her before she takes back her blood from that yeah. tree. Yeah. Which they ended up being. Yeah, late. which ended which up being close midnight. to like midnight. Yeah. yeah. How would they know midnight? Because it's in the prophecy. Yeah. Okay. I guess <laughs> midnight is when the moon is highest. The what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some uh, some parts didn't make sense. But I like yeah. the jokes in this movie. Like yeah. the, all the jokes work. Like yeah. especially when uh, David Harbour, Dais, Daisio. Oh, da- yeah, Daisio. Oh, who well, is he, he? He's like the British part of the BRPD. Yeah. yeah. Why they got him? I don't know because his British accent does not. Sound uh, they right. needed an Asian guy. I guess, yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be that guy who... Ed Skrind? Ed Skrind. Yeah. He declined after the backlash and said, look, this yeah. is an Asian character. Why are you casting a non-Asian character? Yeah. Oh, because so, it's originally an Asian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. 
But the 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 joke he made about when he when he got the gun, the gun that could kill Hellboy, and he uh. said, "You the the guy who gave him the gun said you have to aim for the heart or the brain," and he said, "Right, it's the heart, because his brain is too small." <laughs> I I laugh. Okay, <laughs> I loved it. You loved it. Uh he turns into this cheetah thing. Yeah, a leopard. A leopard thing. Uh. Sure. <laughs> See, the, sure. the CGF of the leopard looks too cartoon-ish for me. Yeah, that one was a bit uh, clunky. Huh? You know what he reminded me of? He reminded me of King from Tekken. Oh, yeah. Remind, remind, reminded me of um, Lionel. <laughs> uh, Lionel. Uh, okay. But Lionel is a lion. I know, but it just... Chitara like, is the... It's like a yeah. cat family, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Thundercats in general. Sure. David Harbour's performance. I think he is the best part of this movie. Yes. He really is. Yes. The, he yeah. shines in this role as Hellboy. Yeah. With, now, I, I mentioned up top that I kind of prefer the Ron Perlman portrayal of this character, but both kind of work because they're both different. Like, Ron, yep. Ron Perlman's is a bit of like a, yeah, don't talk to me. I, I don't want to talk to you. Yep. This one, he, he's a bit more vulnerable. Yep. Like, he has daddy issues. Yeah. It's like, you should be like playing baseball with me and stuff. And that's but, like... Uh, Ron Perlman also had daddy issues, no? He did, but it, it this is more prevalent. Right. Like, uh, David Harbour's portrayal. I feel like okay. he is more witty than Ron Perlman. I think so too. Yeah. Ron, Ron Perlman is like a bulldozer and this one is a bit more of like a... Right. You know, uh, he, he's got a bit more sensitivity and tact, I think. Um, when you guys stop shooting me? Yeah, yeah. He, that was in the trailer yeah. and that was still funny. All right, so I guess that's our take on Hellboy. It's not a great movie as per TB and myself, but Dell thinks it's awesome. I didn't say awesome. <laughs> he liked it. He liked it. Yeah. More than uh, us. It is still showing here in local cinemas in Brunei, so do check it out if you are a fan. I mean, overall, it's okay, but I wouldn't rush out to see this. Mm-hmm. And let us know what you think of this movie. I'll give it... Uh... You will give it 7.5 Excalibur out of 10. That's not bad, actually. That's that's very generous. I thought you were forgetting this part of the... Not yet, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. I was just sort of like, you know, telling people like, look, the ratings that we're about to give it (laughs) are not reflective of how you should feel about this movie. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I jumped <laughs> it in too early. Timmy, what do you give this movie? I give this a 5.5 Ugly Fairies. Ugly Fairies. Ugly Fairies. Okay. They're beautiful on the inside? <laughs> sure. <Yeah. laughs> I will give this movie a bit lower than Timmy's. I'll give it five transforming men into like cat-like creatures. <laughs> Be- <laughs> because as I said this is like an average movie for me I'll give it a 5 it's it's fine for what it is but don't get your hopes up it, it's not gonna blow your mind away if right? you like Excalibur you'd like alright <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'll tell you more about Excalibur in Upper Let Liat which okay. is our next bit of the show Oi. Yep, that's right, it's Apaliat and it's what else we have been watching besides Hellboy and I'll I'll start off and I'll tell you why it's funny to me, why I was laughing so hard. I did not mention this last night to you, TB. I watched this week The Kid Who Would Be King. Uh, it's that movie that we talked about a couple of months ago and it stars... Well, Patrick Stewart is Merlin in this. And yeah, it's the whole Excalibur thing and yep. Merlin's in it. And, and when I saw it in Hellboy, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? What are the chances? <laughs> the, the, my reaction when I saw Excalibur in Hellboy is like the same reaction when I saw it in Transformers. Okay. So, uh, so, so you loved it. That was, <laughs> I hated it. That was bad. That was bad. That was bad. No, you loved it. 
<laughs> so the uh, the kid who would be king, it, it's a good movie. It's it's like one of these movies that we used to watch in the nineties. Like it was a very feel good kid movie about this kid who apparently has a lineage to King Arthur. And then, uh, obviously, it's the apocalypse and it's coming and he has to so fulfill his role. He's, but he's Hellboy in this. Well, he's not Hellboy. <laughs> he, doesn't have, he doesn't have a gun. Or okay. he's, he's just a kid from school. I say go and watch it if you can. It, it's out on digital at the moment, so do check it out. I also checked out Twilight Zone. Uh. Okay, there are three episodes out of the Twilight Zone. It's Jordan Peele's take on it. Now, we, of course, just watched one of his movies, Us. Us. This iteration of the Twilight Zone... It's very Jordan Peele. Like, oh my god, it's... So dark. It's dark, it's twisty. The first episode will resonate very well with us because it's an episode called The Comedian and and it's about a comedian. And I'm like, "Mm, I I feel that way sometimes when when I'm up on the stage. So they're up to episode three now. It's I'm going to wait for all because my quota for horror movies... I'm gonna save it, <laughs> but this is not exactly horror. It's, some of Suspense. it's like just weird, like um, okay. because you end up in the Twilight Zone and this story is from that zone, and you're like, oh my god, like nothing is what it is, and it just changes. It's not scary by any it's means. It's just messed up. It's messed up. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what the Twilight Zone is all about. That's that's about it from me for Apalelia Del Apalelia. So in the past two weeks or three weeks, I've seen all most of the movies that came out in the cinema except Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one is giving me a thumbs up one's giving me the okay, eh. it's alright uh, I saw Shazam I like I really like Shazam Shazam is one of the best ones uh, I saw Us Us was bad Us was disappointing <laughs> like the, the, the logic there's no logic behind it yeah you're like right, why actually. you have more wise questions exactly at the end of the <laughs> movie uh, I saw Dumbo Dumbo was <laughs> I saw Dumbo and it was disappointing as well. Like this is a Disney movie that that remade its um animated movie into live action. Yeah, and it it's so bad. Should have just le- a, left it alone. Is it Tim Burton? Tim Burton. Yeah. Tim Burton. Huh? Right. So this this the uh, Tim Burton is kind of in a phase where he is making movies for kids because as an adult you will ask a lot of questions like why and Tim Burton doesn't give you the answer like you just have to accept what he puts on screen mm. and that's just not gonna not gonna work it is what it is like, yeah it's, it's, accept it's, it no questions <laughs> yeah it's bad yeah. <laughs> no wonder there's not a lot of marketing for this uh, what else I saw Sherlock and Holmes on the plane and Sherlock Holmes Sherlock and Holmes yeah the Will oh, Ferrell yeah, yeah. Sherlock and Holmes Sherlock <laughs> Sherlock, Sherlock and, and Watson uh, Holmes and Watson Holmes and Watson, Holmes and Watson. Yeah. yeah it's bad it's 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 terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's really bad. Like the first the the, the first uh, half an hour, I I laugh. After that, no more. It got tiring. Yeah, yeah it, it got it got, really got tiring. tiring. It, it got stupid. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it was supposed to be a stupid movie, but then it just got to too a stupid. point where it is so stupid that even stupid, it's yeah. it's not entertaining. Stupid. This movie makes Dumb and Dumber look smart. <laughs> it kind of does. Sure. Yes. So ridiculous. Anyway. TV, I started watching Our Planet on Netflix. Oh, yeah, Netflix. It's interesting. I mean, I don't really watch documentaries, but mm. uh, it's very fascinating on how Netflix got a crew to take videos of nature and doing yeah. its thing. Well, you do know it's the same crew that did Planet Earth. <laughs> uh, I've never watched Planet Earth, so oh. this is my first time watching the this type of genre. If you like ge- geography, I guess, or biology in general, 
uh, wanting to know more about how the world works, I guess this is interesting to you. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. quite interesting. Speaking of um, documentary, I also saw Free Solo. I think it's the movie that won Best Documentary in Oscar. What's this year's about? Oscar. What's it about? Free Solo is about uh, this this guy who climbed, oh, um, climbed El mountains. Capitan. Yes. Yes. Climb mountains without any safety measures. Yeah. It's really I, yeah. good. It's really I actually good. saw that. Like in the yeah. beginning, uh, they tell the story about how they went on the on an expedition and they were taken hostage. Was that the one? No. No, this is a different no, one. No, this is a documentary about oh, this documentary. guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But he did who... got taken hostage in real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did? He did. Yeah, yeah. But not at El Capitan. Yeah, yeah some, not, not El Capitan. Like, oh. he and his okay. girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And then they actually had to save themselves by mm. pushing the guy off the cliff. Off the cliff. What? That yeah. was... How is this not in the documentary? Yeah. Because it's not for that. Yeah. Uh, that it, hit that yeah. that wall. It, it's not for that rock face. Okay, okay. But in real life, the guy who who who, yeah. who climbed El Capitan, yep. and it took him like I don't know, like four or five days or something like that. Oh right? wow, okay. Um, they were taken hostage. I can't remember where Never for the life remember. of me. And then they were walking along this ridge yeah. high up in the Cliff. mountains, and he had to make that decision: like, do I become a hostage and follow this guy, or do right. I take the opportunity and push him off and kill him and run? So he made the latter choice, and when he came back to the US, yeah. he was sort of hailed as like, "Oh, you're a hero," and this and that. And then he had like a lot of issues mm. dealing with it because like he killed someone. PTSD, yeah. yeah, so that is the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Same. So okay, so that's the episode this week, I guess, for the Wine Crew Podcast. We will be trying to record something special this week, which is our first ever commentary of a movie. Uh, so yeah, it's something that you can listen to while you watch along with us. And we're not going to tell the movie, but the clue is. The sequel is coming out in 10 days. It. 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 Sure. The movie. It. IT. So that's the episode this week. Next week, we'll be probably giving you a rundown of Infinity War on our road to Endgame, which is coming out on the 24th here in Brunei. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast. This is Kevin signing off. I'd like to thank my co-hosts, Del and Timmy. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>